Thank you for joining Manners and Other Matters, the podcast which brings you all the insights you need to navigate the intricate world of modern manners and elegant living. I'm your host, Louise Percy, and I'm delighted to be your guide on this journey towards a more refined and gracious way of life. I'm here to share my knowledge and insights with you, and I will also be bringing in a lineup of experts from the worlds of etiquette and elegant living to share their wisdom and experiences. The art of etiquette isn't just about following a set of rigid, traditional rules. It's about fostering meaningful relationships, both in your personal and professional life. Whether you're dining with colleagues, entertaining guests, or simply striving for a more elegant lifestyle. Subscribe to Manners and Other Matters today, and let's explore the world of etiquette, manners, and the pursuit of elegance together. Welcome to this episode of Manners and Other Matters. I'm going to be talking about contemporary business etiquette, because in a world that's constantly evolving, so too are the norms that govern our professional interactions. What once might have been considered the pinnacle of business decorum might now be seen as outdated or, conversely, as a timeless virtue. In the dynamic landscape of modern business where handshakes may be digital and boardrooms may exist in the cloud, how do we ensure that our professional interactions remain polished and respectful? I hope you enjoy listening as I explore the fascinating world of contemporary business etiquette and manners, navigating the intricate landscape of politeness, respect, cross-cultural awareness, but also decorum in the business arena. But I want to start with actually having a look about how business etiquette has transformed over the years. When I first started the Percy Institute in 1992, fax machines were still the way to send information. What was an internet? What was a cell phone? But somehow we still managed to globally interact with each other. Quite a lot of it was done by that terribly old-fashioned contraption, the telephone. But also face-to-face communication. For those dealing globally, there was a lot of airline time because that face-to-face communication, that ability to look people in the eye, to understand the cultural differences if there were any, to shake hands on a deal, were very important. And so do those traditions still remain? Yes, some of them do. But globalisation and technology has taken over some of those rather more traditional, I'm not going to say old-fashioned, but the rather more traditional standards. Our online presence, in a lot of ways, is more important than our in-person presence. Or, do you disagree with me? I hope you do, actually. Because the standards will say our online presence is more important But I would like to think that our in-person, whether it's through the screen or in person, our business etiquette communication skills are still in place. Yes, they have changed, necessarily. We've had the pandemic. We have a new generation coming up through whatever level of business or profession, entrepreneurship that they're in that really haven't had the opportunity to see that face-to-face, 
handshake interaction. And that's not wrong. It's the evolution of etiquette which makes it so fascinating for me and so many others. So technology has necessarily changed the way that we do business these days. But we need to work with it by keeping some of those traditional standards, by understanding that the order of precedence, and that sounds very complicated, but it's really just in any organisation, even a flat management level organisation, there is somebody who has got to make the final decision, make the final pitch, and where the outcome. That's the pinnacle of the order of precedence. In countries that might be a president, in companies that might be a chairman or a managing director. But that's the order of precedence and that's what governs business etiquette these days. It's completely non-gender based and it works in all countries, albeit with some cross-cultural differences. And so our online communication and etiquette has changed. Before the pandemic, very few of us, as my research has found, felt comfortable doing Zoom or Google Teams or or whatever it was as webinars, getting together with our colleagues. And of course, we were in that situation where it was, this is so new, I'll just put on a collared shirt or, and that's if you were on a good day, maybe a bit of lipstick if you're a female, so you looked like you hadn't just stepped out of the shower on a good day. That's all changed. We are now very skilled, or most of us, about actually communicating through the screen online. And it has established its own level of etiquette with regard to meetings, agendas, introductions, etc. And I think that's wonderful. But I do want to still say that those traditional standards of business etiquette, such as introductions, allowing one person to speak before the next one does, respect for colleagues, understanding who sits where at a table, where if you want to make eye contact or not, even during a virtual meeting, are still important. And the thing is that I would like to stress that irrespective of this wonderful evolution, and I do see it as wonderful, of business etiquette, your professional tone, your entrepreneurial tone, your your sense of yourself, your your sense of recognition that you're an ambassador for your organization or your own brand should still be very on point for you. It's an interesting mix these days because we are finding that there is some level of the traditional business etiquette coming back into this new business etiquette, and it's a lovely confluence of ideas and, oh, crossovers. I hear from so many clients and I get so many requests for information about, am I being too old-fashioned by going back to some of the standards that were there before the pandemic when we were actually talking face-to-face? Conversely, I get people who have not been comfortable speaking face-to-face since the pandemic, usually the younger members of the business world, saying, I don't know how to do this, Louise. It feels really uncomfortable for me. I don't know whether to shake hands, who to shake hands with. 
Do I hand out a business card? Do I hand over a QR code on my phone? Do I swap phones so that we can exchange contact numbers rather than business cards? It's evolving. And I really enjoy listening to what's happening so that I can give you the very best advice. Now, just interrupting for a moment, on March 9th in Western Australia at 10 o'clock a.m. through 12 o'clock noon, and that's Australian Western Standard Time GMT plus 8, I'm having a live business etiquette webinar to talk about all these different issues. And I'm talking live. I'm not just going to be putting up a webinar where you see slides. I'm going to be there taking questions. And there might be a few slides, but I'm actually going to be taking questions. And so I would really like, if you have the time, for you to pop in. You can get the details on my website, which is www.thepercyinstitute.com. But as I say, I'm going to be covering all these points and more And you've got me. It's not just a pre-recorded slideshow. So if you have the time, do pop in. Now, the other question that I'm asked quite regularly, because we are all dealing so cross-culturally in this wonderful globalised world in which we're doing business, either through the screen or in person, is, is there a concept of chivalry that should still be involved? Well, actually, no. Because the workplace is non-gender-based. It's based on rank, hierarchy and status, which, as I've mentioned before, is the order of precedence. However, I don't think that that means that for either side, respect, consideration, courtesy is really important. So, for example... If you were a female and you were walking up to a door and you, your male colleague had an armful of documents, would you open the door for him? Of course you would. Conversely, if you had an armful of documents and somebody came up to you, wanted to introduce themselves to you and hand out a business card or a QR code or whatever it was because they were new to the organization, do you put out your hand? No, you don't, because you've got an armful of documents. Honestly, I think that in this wonderful new age of business etiquette and contemporary business manners, common sense plays a really large part. And so I really encourage that in whatever workplace you're in, that common sense should actually be at the fore. Now, there are many challenges And there is an importance in understanding cultural nuances in this wonderfully international global world in which we are all doing business. And people say to me, Louise, you know, if people are coming to Australia, shouldn't they just do it our way? Well, my answer to that is that, quite frankly, when you're children, you actually find out what makes your friend happy if they're coming for a play date, for example. So I would never, ever, ever assume to entertain anyone from a different culture without having explored that cultural difference with regard to negotiation technique, communication technique, forms of address, the way you talk to them, the way you stand up and all of that sort of thing because I want to do business with people who feel that I am 
somebody who is respecting the cultural difference. And this is coming from me, who had a full-time office in Singapore for some years at the turn of this century, and also a representative office in Shanghai. But I've also worked extensively throughout Malaysia, for example, and throughout Australia, also the United States, actually, but that's been an online environment, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. The cultural differences shouldn't be seen as difficulties. See them as opportunities to learn more, to enhance your own business etiquette, your own business manners. Because invariably in any organization with which you're going to work, probably even including your own, you're going to have people of so many different cultural backgrounds that by having that understanding that the differences are not difficulties but merely opportunities for you to explore together is a really wonderful way of ensuring that your business manners and your business etiquette, based on kindness, consideration, courtesy, and certainly respect, evolve. Now, one of the questions I guess I'm asked most is about the fact that networking, which we're doing for quite some time during and after the pandemic online, is now in person. And there are a lot of people who never had the opportunity to do the in-person networking before the pandemic who actually find it really tricky, really difficult, terrifying to walk into a room full of people they don't know, representing their own brand, their own business, or maybe an ambassador for their organization. And I use that word ambassador very cautiously because that's what you are. If you are going out there and representing your organization, you have that name on your name card, perhaps. That's what you're doing. You're there to do a job the very best way you can for that organization. And so there is an art to doing the in-person networking, and it takes some practice. I had to learn years ago when I first started my business, irrespective of the fact I had a a military, political, and diplomatic background, I was still pretty terrified as a small business owner going into a room full of people I didn't know. And so the information that I give you in my webinars and courses is all about the reality, not the theory, not what you can read in books. I'm going to tell you the real thing. I'm going to talk about the art of small talk, introductions, leaving a lasting positive impression, and the balance between your professionalism and authenticity. How much do you say in a self-introduction? How much do you leave behind about what you're doing? Do you, you know, you don't need to talk about with a potted biography of you. You need to get into authentic conversation with people in networking opportunities. I don't ever hand over, for example, a business or a name card straight away. I know that that's a strategy that a lot of people have, but I don't do that because I think it would be much more polite, and I find it that way, after I've got into a conversation with somebody and they've said, Louise, I'm really interested in the programs that you're offering, then I will see that as the cue to say, well, Jason, may I offer you my card? And of course, the business card is not necessarily the way forward with regarding 
exchanging contact information. It may be a QR code on your phone. It may be that you hand your phone over to somebody else to put their contact details in. All of these things are evolving and I don't necessarily have definitive guidelines about that. Personally, I'd prefer not to hand over my phone. I'm still at the point where, you know, having a conversation, exchanging a business card, but I'm really interested in your comments about that because this is how I, as an etiquette consultant, can actually move forward giving advice. I always ask every course that I have, the the participants of every course, be it social or business etiquette, what do you think about this situation? I mean, if I'm talking with younger people, and as I was actually today, one of the people said, well, you know, we just don't telephone, we text. And then we, we had a discussion about the fact that with text, you can't necessarily put nuances in that you would do. And that's when perhaps Zoom becomes more important because at least you're making eye contact, albeit through a screen, or your hand actions are emphasizing points that are important. It's not just about the written word and particularly when you're dealing with people from other languages. So there you have it. I've given you a very quick exploration of contemporary business etiquette and manners and it's changing all the time, which is why when people say to me, is etiquette out-fashioned? Is it out of date? Is it traditional? Is, is it conservative? Does it have any place today? Yes, my dear listeners, it does. And I love hearing your take on what you think the modern aspects of any level of etiquette, be it social, business, conversational, dating. I love your feedback. So please do contribute where you can. We've navigated the complex web of professionalism. Please remember that in this ever-changing landscape, a touch of grace and courtesy can go a long way. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Your time and attention are greatly appreciated, and I hope you've found our discussion both enlightening and inspiring. If you've enjoyed our conversation and want to stay connected with us on this journey of elegance and refinement, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast platforms. And why not share the wisdom with your friends and family? Etiquette is best enjoyed when it's a shared experience after all. And for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes moments and exclusive content, be sure to follow the Percy Institute on Facebook and Instagram. And please also do join my Facebook group. It's called The Elegance Club. And you'll get exclusive offers and bonuses. Remember... The pursuit of a more elegant life is a continuous journey, and I'm delighted to share your journey. Feedback and engagement mean the world to me here, so please keep those comments, questions and suggestions coming. I love hearing from you. So until next time, my dear listeners, stay graceful, stay kind, and may your life be filled with elegance and joy. Thank you for being a part of Manners and Other Matters. Goodbye for now.